Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to another healing conversation brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. Today we're talking with Alejandra of ColorHealing.com, who's going to lead us on a very special meditation, which involves the mystic arts. I'd first like to ask Allie, how did you get involved with the mystic arts and color healing? Well, you know, that's a good question. It, I sort of fell into it, and yet it was part of my my inner being. So I guess you could say I just follow that, you know, into the, the field of color healing. And then from there, I, I started seeing the mystical element of it, you know, some of the things that would happen that were very, very um, psychic and spiritual and mystical. Um, you know, there was a deep desire within me to do, you know, healing work. And I originally, as a teenager, thought I was just going to go into nursing, and that would be great. I had a fascination with the human body, and uh, it seemed like the right place to put my energies. And went through the program, and wasn't really what I wanted to do, <laughs> but I didn't really realize that till close to the end of it, and uh, so I finished up and and uh, completed it, but I kind of went back to my metaphysical roots, because I'd always had that for as long as I can remember consciously of my life here, I'd always had that, um, you know, spiritual, metaphysical way of looking at things, and I'd had different experiences over the years, which is uh, solidified that. So after nursing school, I um, did some other things for a while, like raise a family. And uh, when I hit 30, I had kind of an epiphany of why am I not doing what I'm here to do? It, it just felt like I wasn't doing what I came to do. And it was like, okay, now, well, what is it? It wasn't nursing. And so I took myself off to a psychic reading here and there, and they always came up with the same thing, you know, you're supposed to do healing, and so, uh, but, you know, we really don't know what it is, it is something unusual, because I'd said, been there, done that, you know, but it was something that they couldn't even put their finger on, and eventually, you know, I, as I went into the psychic fairs and did different things, I realized I had this draw to color, and, you know, just everything I did seemed to have something to do with that. So next thing I, you know, I was putting up my shingle in the mid-80s and doing healings and having all kinds of interesting things happen. And my more metaphysical side came out very strongly. And it's, I would say there were some, you know, periods of time where there, was, there were jump-ups, you know, in my evolution. Like after I finished uh, Healing with the Rainbow Rays, uh, about... Uh, that was 95 and about 97 there was a huge download that I had that really put me into the mystical arts and uh, but I've been having since about 93 to 94 a lot of mystical things happened to me but then that download came in and it really solidified that and uh, some of that went into the next book Cosmic Chakras which came out as a PDF in um, 2006 so from that, you know, I've been teaching what I used to call uh, the Psy Arts, but I feel like Mystic Arts is a better term for it, more understandable term for it, and I've been teaching it in person with people in classes, so this is just the second webinar series for the Mystic Arts. I think it has, um, there, there's a really good place for, for this information out over the internet and to get to places where people can't come in person. And we did find out the first go-around that it was a really great experience, and so we're doing it again. Allie, you really take us into other dimensions and other worlds, so everyone, get ready for this. This is a fantastic journey if you've ever been on any of Allie's webinars or any of her meditations. Where are we going tonight? We're going to talk about the webinar series when we're done with the meditation, but tonight, what do you have for us? Well, we, uh, one thing I want to point out is normally the webinars are an hour and a half, and we've been known to go over, so I wouldn't necessarily schedule anything after. Um, but this one's just an hour, and then with some of this, you know, we're, we're looking for feedback and, and to kind of tell you what we're going to be doing. So it'll be, this is not a real typical class. It will be, a lot of it will be like that, 
but um, it isn't as long as it, it normally will be. So Niner. I want to work with the solar system and chakra balancing. That works with uh, bringing in, in a sense, all of the different planets in the solar system into our chakra system. So that is a, um, a really neat experience, and uh, I haven't done that yet on the webinars. And then we're going to be working with the, the planet Venus. Uh, it's going to be a real love night tonight. Um, it's interesting, maybe it was Rumi who did that to me. I put a quote of Rumi's, one of his passionate quotes on um, one of the fan sites today, and I don't know, it's just this theme is going on about love, and so we're going to be working with the transfigurational rose flame to do some cleanup before we start working with the other two things. But, you know, Venus is, you know, it's the planet of love, and there's a lot of love energy there, so we're going to be working with um, really kind of transforming ourselves more to a place of unconditional love. So that's sort of the thing tonight. Um, we'll be doing some interesting things in the ones to come, and I guess we'll talk about that later. But um, So that's pretty much what we're going to be doing. All right, everyone. Well, I'm so glad you're with us tonight. And what I'd first like you to do, um, I'm a great one for all the basics. So we want to make sure that we cover those before we go you know, traversing around the universe. We definitely need to have the feet on the ground a little bit anyway. So let's first start with grounding. And if you already have a grounding cord in, that's fine. Uh, make sure it's going to hold through the next hour. And those of you that feel, mm, yeah, i got to put a grounding cord in, let's try something a little different. Um, I want to try a root thing. Uh, normally we, we send a cord from our tailbone down to the earth. We run color through the lower half. Uh, grounding us to the earth, but I want to try something a little different tonight. So what I'd like you to do is feel your feet, whether you're lying down, which is fine to do uh, for these things. So it's it's a nice way to experience this. Um, you can be sitting up. You can even stand up. But whatever, feel your feet right now. And I want you to picture red and orange. Let's add yellow as well, roots, multicolored roots of these three colors, going from your feet down deep into the ground, as deep as you can go, like you're an oak tree or some other tree, a willow, a pine tree, whatever. And they're going to, you're going to be as rooted as a tree to the earth. And we want to make sure that they'll stay throughout the entire webinar. If you start to feel really spacey and ungrounded, then just check your roots. And if it's not enough, then go ahead and put a, a, another, you know, grounding cord in, in addition to the roots, just to make sure that you're fully grounded. Okay, um, let's do some breathing first. Um, let's take a nice deep breath in, and then exhale any stress or tension you might be feeling, even though it's only the start of the week, but, you know, we could already be stressed. So bring in now fresh energy, breathing out stale, breathe in harmony. Breathing out in harmony. Breathe in balance. Breathing out in balance. And breathe in love. Breathing out anything not love, not compassion. And let's do one more. Let's breathe in peace. Breathing out anxiety. Now just stay for a moment in this more quiet space within yourself as I ask for the Archangels of the Four Corners to come now. And around each person at the webinar, we're going to ask for a beautiful golden pyramid of light and protection that surrounds each one of us no matter where we are. And the Archangels are Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Ariel, and Uriel, and they anchor the four corners. And then 
the healing archangel Raphael is up at the top of the capstone of the pyramid. Feel the shift in your environment as this comes down. And what is allowed in is only the highest and most compatible with your own energies. So this is protection. And there are four things in my little Bible that I have for color healing and, and uh, uh, transfigurational matrix healing and anything that, or Reiki, anything that I'm doing in the healing arts. And I also do this when I do readings as well is to um, recognize that there are four essential things that really you need to really consider if you're going to be moving forward, if you're going to be active in the field um, as a therapist or, or even not. Um, one must think every day about keeping grounded, keeping protected. Balancing is the other thing. We're going to do that with the solar system. But the last thing that we're going to do right now is clearing. And this is probably the most critical because those people that are working as uh, healers and therapists and uh, or working with people in other ways or they're around lots of environments that are not very always healthy, you want to make sure that you clear the energies. Very, very important. So we're going to clear tonight with the Transfigurational Rose Flame. So we're going to ask the source, because the flames all come from the source, to place that transfigurational rose flame underneath our feet and come up all through the body and also through all the layers of your auric field. Okay. We use this when we need a more substantial experience, maybe, of divine, unconditional love, or we need emotional healing, or when we need to really understand that separation is an illusion. We're going to use to clear any issues we have with additional love, emotional heartbreak, or judgment. So feel it penetrating into all of the systems of the body and the organs. And in the auric field, it goes through all the layers of your aura, clearing away anything that is not yours or anything that is yours that no longer states who you are or who you are becoming. And it's what we would call old baggage. going deeper now in the body, down into the cells. It's the transfigurational rose flame. And transfiguration means to change radically the appearance or the shape of something, to exalt something or to glorify something. And this particular flame is one of infinite love. It has the energy of the Divine Mother of creation. You know, all of the flames and the rays, they're without gender, but, you know, they there is a tendency to, to lean sometimes more towards one aspect than the other. And this has a lot of, of the feminine energy because it has specific functions. And the rose flame wishes to express this feminine energy of the love principle of the omniverse. Feel it healing any emotional wounds that you have, or if you go overboard with excessive empathy. We always get in healing that there, you know, we call it sort of the curse of being empathic. And that's when you haven't figured out how to use your empathy in a way that's of benefit. Mm -hmm. 
and feel it go deeper into the cellular structure now in the body. And it's penetrating also very, very deeply into all of the different layers of your being. All the way from the etheric layers and the cellular genetic layers, physical layers of the art field up through the soul layers. You know, it's amazing what we pick up just walking around. And it's not even yours. The next thing you know, it is. And it may not be something that is even something you would want. But feel all of that go. And if you've been overindulging in maybe negative emotions lately, this is good for that. You'll find there's a more unified bonding with, with others when you use this flame. And each of the flames of creation have a co-creator essence within them that's source-oriented. So as you feel this working, know that the source essence is within it. It's very, very high. And now we're going into the uh, atomic part of the cell. There's electrons and neutrons and protons and feel all that be electrified by the transfigurational rose flame. Goes in deeper now to the subatomic particles in the body. in the world in a purposeful way. 
So what I'd like you to do now is to move to your base chakra, the red one at the base of your tailbone. And we're going to ask for, it's, it's kind of like seeing a um, filter cover it or um, a picture of it. Obviously the sun, we're going to put the sun there, but it's obviously it's impossible to bring the actual sun there if we would even want to do that. So we're, we're bringing a sense of the energy of the sun and picturing it like a little micro sun in the chakra. So place that energy of the sun as a planetary body, even though it's a star. This is, the sun is a star, but most of them are planets inside or you can encompass the chakra whatever way works for you and you're going to picture the element of fire so visualize that and now I want you to spin that chakra with the planet in it 13 times each direction so they first go to the left 13 times and then the right and you count it now as you go to the left you're balancing in the female energy and when you go to the right you're balancing in the male energy now if it, the chakra with the planet in it or the sun in it wants to speed up really fast and keep going you count it out 13 only and slow it down if it doesn't want to go one direction but it will go another then gently but firmly make it go the direction that it's, it's resisting 13 times to the left and 13 to the right, picturing the sun within your red base chakra and the element of fire. I have to do that now. Okay, when you've completed that, you can leave the sun in there. I would advise throughout the whole technique, unless you're getting too enervated or you know, too much energy flowing in and it doesn't feel right, then of course, um, let that go. But if you feel like doing it, having it there for the whole technique, even the whole class, that's perfectly fine. So I'll let you decide whether you want to remove that from your chakra. Now, next you're going to go up to the abdomen, to the orange ball of light there. And you're going to place the moon inside that chakra. And you're going to think of fire element and the earth element, both of those elements. And when you picture the moon within the orange chakra or surrounding the orange chakra, I'll let you take a pick, pick up how you want to do it. I would keep consistent, though, if you encompass them, do all of them that way, or if you place them inside, do all of them that way. And now go ahead and turn that second chakra, orange chakra, 13 times to the left and 13 to the right. We'll go up to the solar plexus, which is the yellow one. And we're going to place the planetary body of Mercury. And the elements are, again, fire and earth. Once you visualize the little planet of Mercury in there, go ahead and turn that solar plexus third chakra, 13 to the left and 13 to the right. When you do the 13 revolutions, you're, you're um, harmonizing or aligning yourself with source, which is 13th dimensional.
Okay. Now we're going up to the heart chakra now, and for those that only um, notice one chakra there, the green one, we actually um, talk about two chakras there, green and rose, poor rose, always <laughs> it's kind of second place. But um, oftentimes, too, if I refer to a chakra as 4A or 4B, that is the fourth chakra, but uh, 4A is green and 4B is rose. Okay, so let's first work, work with the 4A, the green part of the heart chakra. We're going to place the earth, this earth, in that chakra. And of course, guess what? The element is earth. As soon as you do that, go ahead and turn the green heart chakra 13 times, both directions. We're going to go a few inches up to the rose chakra. And the planet there, of course, is Venus. We have a theme going tonight. And place Venus within the rose part of the heart chakra. And the element is ether. Now, ether, for those that, I mean, I think most people know the major elements, but sometimes people haven't heard of the ether element. Um, that one is is pure spirit. It's uh, what I see is the space between the atoms. Okay, so picture that wonderful element as you turn the rose chakra thirteen times both directions. going to the throat chakra, and we call that one translucent blue. Basically, it's a light blue, no darker than medium blue. Of course, it depends on your color. Everyone is a kaleidoscope of different shades and hues of the rays. It isn't like a standard color wheel of just, you know, the primary shade and that's it. There's so many variations on the color frequencies in terms of how they how they appear. So the very lightest shades of the blue would be like a powder or very, very light sky blue, and it goes up to roughly in the mid-blue range. Okay, so that one at the throat, you're going to place the planet of Mars, and you're going to think of or feel the element of air. Go ahead and turn that throat chakra now, that's the fifth one, and go ahead and turn it 13 times both directions. And when that is complete, we'll go up to the third eye, which is indigo, now that's the deep blue. But again, it ranges from that at where the translucent blue leaves off, so it's sort of mid-range blues, up to the very dark navy and midnight blues. And only you know what your shade is, but it is termed indigo. Now, what you're going to use here is the asteroid belt. It was from the original planet Maldek that exploded. And... Um, that's a whole other subject, actually. Um, the planet blew up, and it uh, threw out Venus's rotation in, in the um, solar system. Uh, I believe it's Venus that goes the opposite way. And it did some other damage when um, the planet blew, but the asteroid belt there is still what's left of Maldek. Now, you can see a full planet of Maldek as it was in the past, or you can sort of make a a uh, little planet out of the asteroid belt, but put it inside the third eye and think of the element or feel the element of water. 
and go ahead and turn the third eye six chakra, 13 times both directions. Okay, now to the crown chakra, and um, you know, obviously it's violet or purple, and we'll place the magnificent planet of Jupiter within the crown at the top of the head, and it's the seventh chakra, and of course, uh, it's the element of ether. Go ahead now and turn that one 13 times both directions. Okay, and we're going to go outside the body now to silver, which is below the feet. And that silver chakra is about six inches or so below. And it has to do with the divine feminine energy of creation. So um, picture that silver ball of light under your feet and place Saturn within it. And think of the earth energy and the earth element, actually. And go ahead and turn it 13 times, both directions. Okay, now um, place your attention above your head to the gold one, and that is the divine masculine uh, energy of creation, and it's about six inches above the head, give or take. And what you want to do is put Uranus in that chakra, and also think of the element of ether as you're turning at 13 times both directions. that one, you're going to go to your dominant palm. What is the hand that you use most often? Is it your right hand or your left? Now, if you're ambidextrous, using both hands equally, usually it's not usually equal. You usually have one you tend to favor. That would be your dominant hand. So the palm of that hand is the white chakra. It's actually layers on the auric field, but it's hard to turn those and work with that. So we locate the chakra to the dominant palm. You place the planet of Neptune within the white chakra, and you also visualize or feel the element of air. And go ahead and do that 13 times both directions. Now we have a non-dominant palm, of course, that's the other hand. So you will picture that clear chakra, the clear ray chakra, in that palm, and you'll place Pluto within it and visualize or feel water as the element. So that's Pluto and water and 13 times both directions. And last, but never least, is the black ray chakra, and that's below the silver. And it's 
uh, about a foot below your feet, about six inches below the silver below your feet. And we place Chiron. Astrologers know that one pretty well. And it's, um, it was discovered in 1977, and it orbits between Saturn and Uranus. Um, I guess they call it a planetoid. But anyway, it has a lot to do with the wounded healer energy and um, those people that are especially healers know about that <laughs> so anyway place Chiron in the black ray chakra and all five elements the thing is the black ray is the Tao it's the Tao energy that has all rays within it it's like space you see the black ray throughout space you see the black ray in every uh, every element there is black ray everywhere it's it's what propels the universe to expand or contract okay so it provides the movement all five that's earth air water fire and ether go ahead and turn it 13 times both directions chakra balancing again um, I don't even know how many techniques I have in that. I've never counted them uh, safe to say dozens probably of techniques and I'm sure there's no end to what you can do to balance the chakras but hopefully after this if you just sort of tune in now and notice yourself do you feel more balanced do you feel more empowered what does it feel like having that solar system represented within you, that you are the solar system, that you are a part of all that is? And I want you to just take a moment and just appreciate that. We get so caught up in our daily thing, we forget, you know, just what it's all about, I think. Just take a moment. Now we're going to work with Venus. It's, of course, the planet of love and compassion. And um, I know a lot of you, when you hear about Venus retrograde, it's uh, a time where you might expect to revisit old relationships or if there's any energy that's not been balanced regarding love, um, that will come up during those um, time periods. The same thing with compassion. Okay, so we're going to introduce another flame to clear the body. It's called the crystallizing clear flame. And of course it has everything within it, you know, in terms of all the other original color flames and even the rays. I see there's there's rays that are twelfth dimensional level and then there are the flames that are thirteenth or source dimensional level. But there's similarity, it's just that one does the ray thing and what does the flame thing but they have pretty much the same traits and qualities it's just whatever level you want to work with this color we're going to work with the flame and I want you to picture that again below your feet you're just going to kind of go all through you clearing away anything that shouldn't be there or that you don't want to be there anymore and it goes through the body it goes through all the auric field as well You want to use this crystallizing clear flame and you want to see something clearly and truthfully rather than through, quote, a glass darkly, unquote. And it's a good way when Source needs to deliver a message to you that it will come through this way. And you, if you have any issues of control, this is a good one to use. And you, this flame is good when you want to break down any useless attitudes or negative patterns. 
it's kind of like going through the crucible and, and you go through all the process of purification and then you end up a more purified image of, of who you are. And this is a wonderful flame for that. It is considered one of the three original um, razor flames from the Tao. And it is very much a mirror, as well as a messenger. And it has a flow that goes in and goes out if you're working with the ray. It doesn't just absorb or project. It has a two-way flow to it. Okay, so it uh, reminds us, too, as we're doing this, that it is going to allow you now to see yourself as you truly are. And I believe also that there is a twin soul, twin flame connection with this clear flame. Oh, but that's another class. So just do that now. And if you want to keep it going, uh, go ahead, because um, I want to move on. We're running short on time. So uh, what I'd like you to do next is we're going to go connect to the planet Venus and we're going to send out braids and I'm going to tell you how to do that. First you go down to your base chakra and visualize that and then from it you're going to send out threefold uh, braid. You know braid when you're doing braiding hair you know you typically will use three strands. Um, braids are three or more uh, color rays or flames. We're going to be using um, the rays this time. You're going to send out silver, gold, and rose. Rose represents Venus. So braid together the colors of silver, gold, and rose. Send it out from your base chakra up into the sky. You don't need to know where Venus is. I couldn't tell you right now. Well, for one thing, the sun is still shining here. But even if it were nighttime, I wouldn't be able to locate it, probably. So you don't need to know at a conscious level where Venus is. Your higher self knows where Venus is. So just allow it to go, and your higher self will take you there. And when it gets to Venus, just wrap it around the planet or go right into the heart of Venus and anchor it there, but make sure it's anchored. Now, once you get one in, um, the others are a lot easier because it's like the chakras go, oh, yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. So I'll go a little bit faster. Now, next you're going to go to the orange second chakra in the abdomen, and you're going to send out another braid of silver, gold, and rose. Send it up to Venus and anchor it there. You can put it in the same place that you put the other one. It's like having IV lines to the planet. And so... Uh, if you start to feel really enervated at those two chakra points or any of the chakra points, put a little gauge on it. You know, 10 is wide open, 1 is nearly closed. And if it's, you've got too much energy flowing from the planet, because it will flow right into you, um, then just lower the gauge like you would uh, an IV. You know, you tell I was a nurse. But bring it down, you know, so maybe you want to go to 6 or 5 on, the, on your little gauge, but you can control it. You can decide how much you want to flow through. And also, the other thing is that, that I think people sometimes wonder is, will we drain the planet? No, no danger of that. Plenty of energy there. Okay, so now we're going to go up to the third chakra, the yellow one. We're going to send out silver, gold, and rose. Link it into the planet. Then to the green part of the heart, then silver, gold, and rose. And then the rose part, silver, gold, and rose. The silver and gold bring the, the uh, male-female balance to the rose energy. That's why we include them. So that break goes up as well. Then to the throat, silver, gold, and rose. Third eye, silver, gold, and rose. Crown chakra, silver, gold, and rose. Go down to the silver below your feet. Send out silver, gold, and rose. 
And then the gold chakra above the head, again, send out silver, gold, and rose to Venus. Then to your dominant palm, the white palm chakra, silver, gold, and rose. Practically instantaneous now, it's so quick it goes. And then over to the non-dominant palm, which is clear, and that's the silver, gold, and rose linked out from that to Venus. And finally, the black ray chakra below the silver, below the feet, and that silver, gold, and rose up to Venus. I just take a moment, um, feel that as I mention a couple things. Again, use your little gauges if you need to. The planet Venus is connected to the ether element, which has to do with the etheric body. Um, some healers work with repairing the etheric body. It's uh, something that I do. Um, and it uh, is also that space between the atoms. The etheric body is where you um, have downloaded what your intent is for a lifetime with how you want your blueprint blueprint to be carried out for the life that you've selected this lifetime. Okay, what I want you now to do is, we're almost done, but I want you to, by your intent, I want you to visualize Venus is now pulling from your being any misalignments or debris, whether it's, it's etheric, it's cellular, physical, emotional, mental, or spiritual, and yes, there are times where it is spiritual, that hinders your anchoring of personal magnetic love, unconditional love, and um, make sure that it's being pulled out of all of the, the different bodies, any debris, any misalignments, it's just sucking it into itself. It will transmute it. Now, if you want to leave this in for a, a little while, then you can, you know, handle it and it's um, comfortable overall. I mean, it shouldn't be uncomfortable unless maybe you've got it, um, it's too strong. But you can, you know, bring down the level. You will have uh, voids that will be left within you from taking out stuff that creates room. So I want you to fill yourself up now with all the rainbow rays. This film coming down from source, flooding through your system. You can bring them in through the crown and just flood all of the areas where you may feel some voids coming up, um, any of the bodies. Um, if you're not going anywhere else, if it's an evening, for example, um, you could probably keep that in for a while. I wouldn't recommend going out and driving and, and that kind of thing. So I guess it depends on your time zone. But um, what I would say is those who want to, go ahead and dissipate all of the breaks now. <laughs> Continue to let all the rainbow rays, of course, flood in. And then when you feel full up, you don't need to uh, keep that up. You can let that go as well. Please reground, too. And when you're ready to, you can come back, <laughs> come back.
consciously to this, um, open your eyes, whatever you need to do. And that's a quickie class. Usually we're doing um, at least another half hour and um, there's some more, uh, a little bit more intense things that we cover in those, like shape-shifting and those of you this time, we're going to be doing some time travel and um, uh, some more teleportation, invisibility, interdimensional travel, that kind of thing. Um, and a new one that's going to be new for me, x-ray vision, being able to see into the body uh, whenever there's, uh, especially, uh, this is special interest, of course, to healers. So we've got a lot coming up for the next five classes. So, um, but you got a little bit of a, a taste of, um, of at least the first part of the class. Normally from this point, we would take you into to one of the ones that we're going to cover. So, Loren, are you back? Yes, Allie, thank you. You know, I really like the, um, the chakra balance, that, that just was really cool to put the solar system and so much more. So thank you for that. And oh, you're um welcome. Yeah, we have a couple of comments. Lots of people say thank you. Um Oh well thank you for all for coming. I mean this is just great. Well, Take time out of your busy day to come to this it really is means a lot to me. So I just want to thank you. Great. So now Tell us about this series, the webinar series, when we go further, because you always say that it, this this sort of thing takes practice, a lot of practice. Oh, sure. I mean, I think you can come in with certain traits that you've practiced in other lives, and so, you know, you might find yourself spontaneously doing something like levitating or, or teleporting or whatever, and, of course, the, the spiritual states induce that normally. You know, they're also called the Siddha arts because a lot of the yogis and, um, oh, actually, you know, in the old days, um, people like St. John of the Cross and uh, Teresa of Avila were seen levitating, <laughs> and she would constantly do it and have her nuns pull her down because, you know, you just didn't want to be levitating then because the church fathers didn't like that too well. But they would naturally get these abilities through their spirituality, through their practice, you know, um, of, of uh, you know, their, their spiritual arts, and so these are byproducts that would come. But what's happening these days is, um, in other lives, you might take an entire life of just working, working, working. You might make one initiation level towards your ascension, but these things would tend to come uh, there a little easier. But what's happening now is the ascension process is such that um, it's so quick to go through all the um, levels that there's no time to develop some of these. So I'm coming in there with, well, hey, you know, um, they're going to come anyway. So if you'd like to, why don't you to work with this? Um, the thing is, it's not for uh, a, a circus sideshow or anything like this, because anytime you do these things, you just move into a more spiritual state. They're meant to be as practices that are meditative and that to get you in tune with, with God or the source. And so, uh, and as a byproduct, if they come, that's great. I have a friend that's working on invisibility and he's getting pretty close. Um, in fact, actually one thing happened recently where he, his wife walked in the room and didn't even see him and uh, she's usually really very grounded. So there was no way, it was a very, I mean, she literally almost ran into him because he just wasn't visible to her sight. But he's, this is the one that he's wanted to work with. He likes this one the best. Um, I like uh, the idea of flying and levitation and teleportation and that kind of thing. So, you know, what happens is, too, if you develop one, you may end up bringing the others on board as well. But it takes practice. And shape-shifting, for example, we didn't even do that last time. We're going to start with it this time. Um, I heard that it can take seven years with uh, with a shaman if you're an apprentice to uh, to get that down. But we found that when we do one class in shape shifting, we don't actually move into that other form, but we do in the etheric or the um, energy body. And you can see if you look at auras and you look at you have a heightened sight, you can see like fur on a body if you're trying to to 
move into a bear form, for example, you can actually see the body shift at an energy level. Um, the hands look like claws, there's fur on the body. So there are beginning states of it, even just from one time doing it. But to alter, to be able to completely move into the animal form for shape-shifting could take you several years. Now, you know, it's just, it's it's fun to do it, and it, if it's uh, good for your spirituality, um, I'm all for it. So, anyway, uh, does anyone have any questions about anything that we did or what we're, what we're probably going to be doing in the classes? What are the five classes in the Mystic Arts webinar series part two that you're going to do? Do we always do interdimensional travel or multidimensional? Any of those, I just love, you know, going around the universe. It's one of my fun pastimes. So we'll always do a little bit of that. I can't tell you exactly which in each class, unless people really need to know they can only come to one class, then I can answer that. But at this point, um, these are generally what we're going to cover. I haven't figured out the order exactly yet, but we'll be doing that. We'll be doing some time travel, and that's fun to go into the future, go into the past. We'll be doing um, the three biggies again, teleportation, invisibility, and levitation, but part two. So there'll be a little bit more, um, a little bit more intense, uh, but you don't have to have come to the first series. This will work for you even so. Um, I like working with accelerating the atomic structure of the body to higher states, almost like a samadhi state, where you have your atomic um, energy um, vibrating higher, so it you know moves you to more rarefied states. And then there was a request for X-ray vision, so that's to be able to start to see within the body, so you can see when you're working with healing, um, even if you're not. You know, there's a, a need for that. Of course, everything we always do with the utmost integrity, this is not something we just go around doing, you know. This is something that we work on with ourselves. And then again, how to merge more fully with your higher self, and I am presence, and your multiple selves, parallel selves, simultaneous selves, selves, and um, that's, that's, that should cover the five. I, so there's a lot to do in each one. I, I, jam-pack them full of stuff as much as I can get in in the hour and a half. So great. You know, we've got colorhealing.com. You can go to this site. This is Allie's site. And there's something called Mystic Arts 2. It'll be in yellow, and it's called Mystic Arts 2 Class Online starting April 11th. Even if you can't make the actual live meditation, you get an MP3, and that's the real training. You know, you can download the MP3 listen to it again and again, burn it to a CD, listen to it before you go to sleep, and that's the real practice that will allow you to experience new things every time you listen to it. The whole thing with it is practice, you know, not just doing it one time. But we found that people were having profound experiences even just doing it live at one time. It was amazing. If you can take part in the actual webinar, come because there is an energy, believe it or not. Even if you can't hear anybody else on there and you're all over the world, different places, we link up. We really do. And you can feel the power of the group. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much for Lorena. As I always say, we couldn't do it without you. Thank you so much. Everyone oh. have a splendid evening and visit colorhealing.com. And just check out the webinar series, Mystic Arts 2, over on the left side of the screen. Thank you, everybody. Good night, everyone. This has been a production of AcousticHealth.com. Mm -hmm.